Today on Melanated Conversations, we amplify the voice of our dear friend, Denise Knight. Denise is a native of Arkansas and marketing director of the nonprofit organization, You Are Loved, an organization that celebrates and uplifts women through life after broken relationships. On today's episode, Denise openly shares about her divorce and finding love again and navigating life as an interracial blended family. Listen in to our chat as we connect for some much needed social interaction during this quarantine season as we share with our special guest and friend, Ms. Denise Knight. Welcome to Melanated Conversations, our narrative and our perspective. Here on the podcast, we are amplifying the voices of Black women and sharing their powerful stories of transformation. I'm Tyrion. And I'm Yana. Let's start the show. Welcome, welcome back to another episode of Melanated Conversations. I am your co-host, Yana. And I'm your co-host, Harriet. And you guys, welcome back to the show. Yes. 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 So today we have a very special episode coming your way. We are chatting it up with a good friend of ours, Ms. Denise Knight. Welcome to the show, Denise. Hi. (laughs) Thank you for... You know, spending some time with us in this quarantine season that we're in today yes. or in this time. Yes. Right. Yes. Some adult interaction. <laughs> we're always up for some adult interaction. This is yes. good here. <laughs> right. So, again, just thank you for joining us today. We're excited to chat it up with you and, you know, just hear a little about you and your story to share with our listeners and, you know, you know, we're we're open book today. So before we actually get started talking with you um, a little about you and your story, we always like to kickstart things with a round of rapid fire questions. Pew, pew, pew. Pew, pew, pew. <laughs> <laughs> so are you, you know, are you open to? Yes. yes. Okay. And Terry and I will, will actually, of course, answer these as well. So Terry, yeah. I think you have the first question that you can throw out. All right, y'all, let's get into our rapid fire questions. All right, number one, Denise, Yana, would you rather spend a year alone or spend a year secluded with your kids with no modern day activities or anything to entertain them or any way to entertain them? (laughs) And this is rapid fire? Yeah. I'm like supposed to say this quickly? No, 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 no. We have not come up with a formal name, so we just call it Rapid Fire, but it's really not. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so a year alone Mm -hmm. or a year with my kids secluded on an island with no modern technology. I mean, you put yourself on the island. I didn't put you there. Oh, I thought you said, okay, okay, Uh not on the island. I'm not on the island. No. But I'm secluded. Yes, you just and you don't have any modern day activities or any way to entertain them for a year. 
I'm too extroverted to be on an island by myself or to be secluded. I keep saying the island. I'm too uh-huh. I'm too extroverted to be by myself. So I'd have to be with my kids. Okay. And I just have to like take some like branches and make like a jump rope. <laughs> um, <laughs> my mind went totally sand. different when she said the branches. I was like, oh, the switch. Right. That's the first thing I went to. Court punishment. I got to go back to my hood days. Like, let me take some rocks and sew it up and make a baseball like my great grandma used to do. Okay. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I'm- yeah, is that so your? That's what I'm going. Okay, that's my final answer. Okay. Yeah, I would say the same. I was thinking yeah. about that. I was like, you know, I'm actually the opposite. I'm naturally an introvert, but I, <laughs> I get scared. So. <laughs> <laughs> If a storm rolled through, I'm like, oh, Lord, we were just talking about the series. (laughs) But yeah, I'll definitely take being with my kids too, though. You know, just raising them how we were. Terry, you know, we didn't have none of these modern day technologies when we were here. We we learned a lot of things. We we discovered, we fished, we had that dirt road. We had... We we made up dances, which they do that stuff now, but they, you know, yeah. they got the TikToks and things, you know, yeah. we have all that. But they going to learn how to play jacks. Some, I can't say spades because, you know, we don't, we don't, we, we have to learn spades together. That might be the yeah. one point where I actually will learn spades. Listen, jacks for your, have y'all, listen, jacks is, you gotta, you gotta practice it. You gotta work at jacks. Yeah, it's yeah, a lot of hand eye coordination. Yeah, that's not a, a pick it up and play game. That's a, yep. a training game. Yes, absolutely. I'm at, man, listen, I'm about to go get some jacks. <laughs> We're bringing jacks back. We're bringing jacks back. Back. So I go hold y'all. I'm going. I'm going with. Uh, yeah, I got to be secluded with my kids too because I'm an introverted extrovert. So you yeah, know, I like that's a good way to put it. Sometimes I'd be like, mm, nah, I'm good. But in this case, yeah, I don't want to be by myself for a year. That's just not it. And um, same, you know, y'all gonna learn how to play Ring Around Rosie. Y'all gonna play make for some real. dirt pies. Um, yes. That's just Red great. Rover, Red Rover. Exactly. <laughs> play, play it. Like, dang, it ain't that hard. We will figure out a way to entertain Y'all you. gonna have to get chased by some dogs. <laughs> Kids don't get chased by dogs no more. They don't know. They don't. Because everybody got fences now and they keep their dogs on a leash. Yeah, ain't nobody dogs the- out up to a tree. The fences even th- back then weren't like super strong because the dog that chased me jumped over the fence. Exactly. Exactly. Or it dug like a hole underneath and got out. Right. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Man, yeah, let's bring back dog chasing the kids. It's good for your heart. Like it's good for your heart. Look, we became we were some track we were some track athletes. Man, I ain't even run track, yeah. but you know. <laughs> But it helped you with all your other athletics. You was in cheerleading. Exactly. It got you flexible. These kids nowadays ain't flexible. They, they can't not. touch their toes. They tired from being outside for five minutes. For yeah. real. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah. Okay, cool. So, everybody is going to hang out with the kids and they're going to teach them some lessons. Yeah. Yeah. All right, cool. Yana, you're up next. 
All right. Well, I have another question and it's more about, okay, it's a would you rather question. Well, I guess the other one was too. Would you rather give up social media or eat the same meal for the duration of this quarantine? Mm. Mm-hmm. Can we pick what we eat? <laughs> I mean, it's that's the same. You I mean, eat the same meal every day, all can. day for the whole quarantine. I will be on my 600 pound life from eating shotgun dance pizza every day. <laughs> oh, they shotgun dance, man. I ain't gonna hold you. I'm specific. <laughs> I want a man. big Dan from shotgun dance and I will eat it every day. We'll work it off later, but I need my TikTok and Instagram <laughs> and my Facebook. <laughs> you know what? I'm not going to hold you. I, I'm right there with the knee on that because the, the social media is getting me through. Okay. Yes. It's keeping me entertained. Ooh. All the videos and the memes. Yes. If, I, if I'm if i a pick something, just like as long as I can have my nerds on the side, that's a snack. <laughs> that's part of my meal. That's my snack. <laughs> Got my nerds candy. You know what I'm saying? I'm cool with a little pizza or, or, or something. I don't know what the meal would be. But yeah, go ahead and give me the same meal every day, and now I'm gonna keep scrolling and liking and commenting yep. and 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 attempting to make a TikTok here and there. Yeah. Oh, I'm high. What I'm probably gonna have to go against the grain on this one, on y'all. Cause I was waiting for it. Oh, yeah, I know. I'm the ultimate foodie. Now, if yes, the question was, would you rather give up social media or drink water through the duration of that? would be a simple girl. Let me throw oh. this water back at you. Oh. <laughs> right. But that's that. I think that's more torturous for me and my and my, my Torian taste buds. All my Torians out there, y'all know we love our food. <laughs> I might have to live vicariously through y'all. Like what they say on the, what they doing on the TikToks. <laughs> By the time I get back on social media, it might be something else. Hickory dickory dots. <laughs> Yo, hickory dickory dots. Oh, Lord. I'm weak. Bro, what? But I think of it as like, you know, I'm giving up a so I'm doing, I'm on a fast. I've social media fasted before, but I know. Your lint is extended. My lint is extended. I would just have yeah. to. Ooh, but does that mean, you know, can I still Zoom? I can still Netflix and chill. I, I can still, yeah. you know, that's not social media. Right, that's a media right. form, but it's not on the social. social I don't know. As long as you're not joining the Netflix <laughs> party, you can't join the Netflix watch party group. Oh, man. <laughs> so I'm, no I'm, I'm literally going to be. That one person that that can't go to all the parties, everybody partying, but I'm on the side like I ain't get, I can't go. My mom won't let fair me enough. go. I live that life, so that's fair <laughs> enough. You make it. But I'll be yeah. happy at home eating all my different meals. I, y'all, y'all can't see it because I can't post what I'm eating. I can't post my meal today. But I'll be like, y'all, this meal that I had text today. Message. <laughs> Wait, okay, is a text message considered social media? Mm-mm. I don't think, because that's like means of communication. Right. Thank you, Denise. Thank you for giving me my text. That's my clarification. So, Terry, I'm going to need you to to text me the social media happening. But (laughs) now, is that cheating if you're being text social media things? Yes. 
you, the knee. You're, you're getting around. Because you're, you're getting access to social yes. media, even if you're not on it. I'll text y'all my piece of cake that I baked. But we can't taste that cake. <laughs> that that cake is not going to, my, my, my taste buds will not enjoy it. Amen. <laughs> y'all both have valid points here, okay? Fact. Oh, you can text me a piece of cake, but that's not going to do nothing for me. No. <laughs> it might make it and harder. Denise, yeah, and Denise can't send you a, a video from the from the social media. You just gonna have to that that's you know that's FOMO to the fullest. You gonna <laughs> you just gonna be missing out. Yes. I need my food though. I need my food though. I need I'm different not mad flavors. About that either, yeah, no, I free. love food too. <laughs> yeah, it's just for you. We so, gonna suffer. Yeah. yeah, I ain't say for you. I said for the duration of the quarantine. Oh, <laughs> about the kid thing. Okay, quarantine could be two weeks. True that. Let us pray it on it. Let us pray. Or longer. Or yeah, not. Yeah. A, no. Um, uh, three to four months. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, you're not lying. You're oh, telling man. You know, that, that the way that things are looking at this point. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. That's that's some that's those are some hard decisions to make. They are. Like very hard. All right. Well, Denise, thank you for playing that round of rapid fire with us, although that wasn't very rapid. We're working on it, okay? We're gonna work on it now. <laughs> okay. Feel free to give us some suggestions. Anyway, I think Yana has the first question, because we're just gonna go ahead and jump right into our I thought you had the first question. Oh, do I? I probably do. My bad. You're right. (laughs) Y'all see what happens with me and Terry. So if y'all just not listening, Terry, you know, Terry and I, we usually record in the same space and room together. And, you know, with the quarantine, we got, you know, with social distancing, we are we are being responsible and we are distancing ourselves from each other. Mm-hmm. I feel like Celie and the color purple and the color purple. You and I us never part. <laughs> My teacher, hey, Denise, in. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, but yes, yeah, Denise had just texted me like two weeks ago, and she was like, "I need to see my friends." And then it was like quarantine. Everybody. Yes. <laughs> y'all did get together recently um yeah, we can talk about that you know in the because sh- i know we'll talk a little bit too oh with the year loved yes 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 yeah so, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah we can all right denise yeah. denise knight now for our listeners just some some a little backstory denise and i actually met in high school i think 11th grade i came to north little rock i think in 11th grade that was my junior year and i I don't know. And we also actually danced at the same dance studio too. But um, you were in the cool, cool, you were in the cool group. I wasn't. I, so I we didn't really I, I talk. Stop. I wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Denise and I hit it off and became best friends and have been best friends for what yeah, whatever year this is now at this point. At least seventeen years, I'm saying. I'm about yeah. seventeen dang, that's crazy. That's wild. That's wild. Dang, that's about as long as I've been living. 
Don't play. (laughs) (laughs) Tell the people the truth. (laughs) So, yeah, so Denise and I have been friends for for a couple of almost a couple of decades now at this point. And I told Yana, I was like, man, we should have Denise on this show for her to to share her story with us today. And and y'all will hear more about that this in a in a few minutes. But I just wanted to kind of give that that kind of background that Denise and I have known each other for years, have been while well, we were wild and crazy kids and mm-hmm. man, got stories upon stories and Anyway, we're not going down that road. So I'm just going to ask the first question. Okay. Me, what is your origin story? Who is Denise Knight? Well, um, Denise Knight grew up in, uh, I grew up in Rose City, which is apparently the hood. I did not realize that it was like a bad area until I started dating my now husband, who was a police officer, mm-hmm. which is funny because he'd always be like, Rose City, the hood. And I'm like, no, it's not. But apparently I grew up in the hood. I came from a broken home. My dad was and has been addicted to drugs my whole life. So basically my mom and my grandmother and my great grandmother were the ones that raised us. Mm -hmm. Um, I have two sisters and I had two brothers. I had I have one brother who was killed in 2006, and now I got married at 22, mm-hmm. divorced at 29, two kids out of that, and now I'm I'm here. I love yoga, dance is my passion still, and uh, yeah, that's pretty much me in like a very small nutshell. All right. All right. Okay. Thanks for you know being open and sharing that. So yeah. kind of talking more about kind of segue a little bit into your phase of marriage. So I know you you alluded to that your prior divorce and and you experienced I know during that time period you experienced a major change going from a two parent home to being a single mother while moving across the country and settling into your new life. What did this experience and your previous marriage teach you about yourself? Honestly, I would have to say that I am so much stronger than I ever gave myself credit. Mm. Going from living in Washington state and being married for seven years. And even though things weren't good, I still had that support kind of, you know? And so going from that to, I legit had to send my kids back down to Arkansas before I moved back home. Yeah. And my daughter was five months old, so she was still nursing. And so I, had to, you know, pump enough milk for her. It it was just, it showed me that, you know, if I can make it through this and I can get back to Arkansas, get back in school, find a job, get an apartment and do all the things that my ex thought that I needed him for, Mm. then what else can I do? You know, so often us moms don't give ourselves credit. We don't give ourselves the allowance to cry or to feel bad for things. And I was kind of raised that way too, to not cry and to be strong, thinking that not crying was being strong. Right. But allowing myself to cry, allowing myself to feel every emotion, it made me stronger. And it made my relationship with my kids, that bond, it made it stronger as well. 
Thank you for sharing that, Denise, because I think, and Yana and I talk about this a lot on the show, even having experts on and just talking about, you know, we, especially as black women, you know, or even as black people being taught from an early age to that it, that it you don't cry. What are you crying mm-hmm. for? And really, you know, we've kind of, we've been trained to cap our emotions, bottle our emotions. In, yes. Excuse me. And so for you to go through something so drastic and so life-changing and allowing yourself in spite of even some conditioning growing up, like you allowed yourself to, to feel your emotions. And I think maybe through that, that, that allowed for a healing process to happen. Definitely. Um, and some freeing to go on along with that um, as well. So that's, I think that's great. I think that's great for anybody out there that's listening. You know, if you're struggling or going through something tough, something as tough as a divorce, um, it's okay to cry. It's okay to feel. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. yeah. And it's okay to be angry. Mm-hmm. That's good. Yeah. It's okay to be angry. Like, I thought, you know, that I had to, because I was in church, Mm -hmm. you know, and so I was like, oh, I can't be angry. Like, that's not of God. I can't be angry at him. But no, I'm angry. Yeah. I'm mad. I'm hurt that our family wasn't enough for you. Mm. Yes. And I'm, I'm glad you actually called that out because that's another thing. That's another layer to add to that is that, you know, kind of saying, you know, going back to what you're saying, Terry, is not being able to fully express through your emotions and or and that's part of the healing. You have to go through all those stages. You have to experience the anger yeah. because that's usually the part that we try to hold within us. And then it becomes something totally different later on down in our life yep. because yes. it shows up in this trauma that we didn't we didn't learn to heal through a process at that moment. And it shows up to us mm-hmm. in different ways. It can really shift the dynamic of your being and who you are. So, yeah. yes. yes, yes, feel all the emotions. And yes, yes. I, don't, yeah. I don't know, that just really spoke to me because there's so much even you think about sometimes it plays into from when we were when we were children, just different, you know, childhood traumas that we didn't deal with or we didn't process because we either swept on the rug or we were told not to, mm-hmm. you know, this doesn't leave our house or you better not yeah. cry. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. yes, that is. But. I, yeah. I'm not going to go deep down that hole, but I did like the <laughs> fact that you brought you brought that up because that is so essential and, and that's a big that's a big that takes up a lot of space within us and having to really really grow and heal and through a lot of things that yeah. we yes. experience. So mm-hmm. that's all I had. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I just piggy. I'm going to piggyback once again. Just kind of go back around the circle. The definitely the the part you just said about the anger thing like that's huge that's so huge mm-hmm. you know we can feel sad and lonely and you know all the other kind of depressive type of feelings but sometimes anger is like eh, I don't want to I don't I don't want to deal with that part and then like right you just said then it becomes something very visceral um and it changes mm-hmm. you as a person so mm-hmm. um the fact that you're and and not only that to be like hey god I'm angry. I think sometimes we think yes. it's not okay to say that part. And it's like, it ain't like, you don't know. He right. knows already. <laughs> right. Um, and, and I had to learn that. Yeah. Yeah. I had to le- legit learn like, God, I am mad. Like I, I had a moment in my closet mm. when I lived with my aunt. God, I am mad. I am 
so mad that this is happening to me. What did I do to deserve this? Mm. You know, yeah. like, and those are questions that it's okay to ask. Absolutely. We feel like it's not, but it's okay. Definitely. You, okay. You're bringing some people today, child. You're bringing some people today. Man. Okay. Now I want to so just my... I want to just say one small piece. Now, of okay. course, we we want you to process your emotion, your emotions, but we're not saying in this space of quarantine that everybody just get angry, right? Now. Right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, please don't. I'm angry. Not right now. Not right now. You're right about that. Uh, okay, so Denise, so at this point you've experienced separation. Now you're having to move across the country. Life has changed and different for you, but you're still very young, right? At this point, you're still in your twenties, late twenties. My question for you is, and knowing now that you're you've remarried, like how did you open yourself back up to love and dating? And then my second part of that question is. And how did that process go for you, especially having children from your previous marriage? Okay. So we said we were going to be an open book today. Okay. And so I'm just going to like put this little disclaimer out. Like, I don't need nobody's judgment because y'all don't know me. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. 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 I mean, I I probably, I've told like strangers this. So I went back to my hoeing phase. (laughs) Fair enough. Keep it real. Because that's what I knew. Yeah. Before I got married, I didn't know healthy dating habits or how to properly meet somebody or where to meet somebody. I mean, like when we, before I got married, you know, we were out there, we meet people in the club, at a bar. Like I didn't know healthy habits of dating. And so I went back and when I first got divorced, the word thought was like new. (laughs) And so you know, I was like doing what I do for a minute and I had a moment where it's like, Denise, this ain't working. Like you, now you're 30 mm. and you got two kids. You can't be trying to like go to the club. You can't, you can't live out your twenties because you feel like you lost them. Mm. Would you say yeah. that, you know, would you say that you were trying to fill just a void at that point? Like you didn't really you allow your time the space to like really get to know like what you needed. You were just trying to go back in to fill up that void. Oh yeah. 100%. 100%. When you've had somebody next to you in your bed for seven years, and then you go from that to having, you know, from having a man in your bed to having little feet kicking you in your ribs, <laughs> you know, there's a difference. And so I was for a moment like trying to feel the void of my ex not being mm-hmm. there or just the the presence, not even like uh, for connection purposes. Yeah. It was legit because that's what I was. Used I was going to say it yeah. was. It, it was kind of. It was your. It was your your life. Your your routine. Just kind of that that normalcy right. yeah. for you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's- and so I, I did, and and then I realized that these guys out here can't even hold conversations. Because I mean, like I can be goofy and. I can, you know, shoot the crap, whatever. But at the end of the day, like, I want to make a connection with somebody. 
I want to be able to have an educated conversation and feel as though you know what you're talking about. You understand what I'm talking about. There's a middle ground and we can grow from this. Yeah. And these dudes out here was not that. It was, <laughs> it was, it was so bad. It was so yeah. bad dating. And so then I started resenting my ex more because I'm like, now you got me out here looking like a fool because now I got to date these bomb dudes. <laughs> what am I supposed good, to do? Listen, that's actually a very good point that, that I didn't even think about that. That now like you've gone from being sad to upset to angry to now resentment mm-hmm. at the other party because it's like... Yep. If you had, if you, if, if, if we hadn't got put in this situation, if you, yep. you know what I'm saying? had done your part, man, I wouldn't be out here trying to fill this void. You know what I'm yep. saying? That's that. Wow. That's a real, that's, that's a real emotion. Mm-hmm. That's a real feeling. Yeah. So, yeah. So that all of that, and it's crazy because my now husband, I would talk to him about all of this stuff. Yeah. Um, I worked at a bank and he had to come in and do bank checks. And so I actually, so I got separated in 2013. I met Casey, my husband, in December of 2014. And he would just come in and do his bank checks. And I would start talking to him about like how dating sucked and how my ex sucked and how just my kids, you know, just trying to maneuver. I'm going to school full time. I'm working full time. And he would listen to me. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, what is this? I'm not used to somebody actually listening to me or like recalling our conversation. So the next time that I saw him, oh, Denise, remember we had that conversation about this, this and this. How are you doing with that now? Wow. So when, so what was the defining moment then that you're like, okay, I'll go on a date with him. There was no defining moment. (laughs) So it's so crazy because we both were going through a divorce. He had been married for a year and a half. And I mean, like I said, I've been married for seven. And so we kind of like, it ended up being a little bit of, okay, you're going through the same thing. I'm going through the same thing. Mm-hmm. Let's compare notes. Yeah. And so the comparing notes kind of, but like, side note, I've always been into white guys. <laughs> That was actually, I didn't, I, I, that's what I was going to actually tell our listeners that you're actually in an interracial relationship. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, and that was going to be my question. Have you dated outside your race before? So oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he is the, the Cameron to my Lauren. We're feeling Cameron and Lauren right now. Yeah. And they are, yeah, they're, they're my couple, but yeah, Zach Morris did it for me. Like say by the bell. <laughs> I was eight or nine and it was just downhill from there. Like I just, it was Zach Morris or, and then it was Jonathan Taylor Thomas. And then it was uh, Justin Timberlake. Okay. First of all, these are all legit white boys. Okay. I don't think you would find too many of us sisters that would probably be like, "Ah." Oh no, Justin, when we were in school, 
school. Justin was was on a lot of lists. He was that's on what my I'm list. saying. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Like the yeah. guy she's naming, like you know, the sisters are like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't have yeah. a problem with any of those. No, yeah, that's yeah, that's no, real. no problem. And then, so, I mean, and then, you know, in high school, Terry, yeah. and, you know, I had a thing for the Justin Timberlake lookalike. We know who that was. And yeah. mm-hmm. we, we do. Y'all had a lookalike? Uh, we did have man. a lookalike. Yes. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, so yeah, I've, I've dated many guys outside my race, so that was never an issue for me. Yeah. We'll get to the family later. Sure. But for me, <laughs> that was never an issue. But yeah, so like Casey and I, for our first date, we went to see his dad sing the national anthem at, it was a 4th of July celebration downtown Little Rock. Mm-hmm. And his dad sang the national anthem. And I was like, oh, so first date, I'm going to meet your parents. Oh, a whole family. Your brother's here too. Oh, okay. Yeah. Hi. <laughs> you, like <laughs> Oh, that was first date. Out the gate. That was the first date. Out the gate. Dang. <laughs> yeah. Th- there was no, hey Denise, you want to have dinner with my parents? Or hey Denise, let's go to Olive Garden <laughs> and have like a sit <laughs> I ain't gonna None of that. Them garlic bread. No, no red oh, lobster date. It was, my dad is singing at, oh, Pops on the River. My dad is singing at Pops on the River. Uh-huh. Huh? No, I was just saying I remember yeah. Pops on the River. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. His dad, my dad's singing at Pops on the River. And you want to come and, you know, there'll be food and beer. And those are my love languages. And I'm like, okay, I'm there. So, yeah. So, that was that. So, there wasn't much, like, talking, talking, yeah. you know? Yeah. But, yeah, that that that's, that was our first date. Yeah, go ahead. So he has, has he dated outside of his race before? I was literally before you? just thinking that. Mm-hmm. Oh. No, I am his first black girlfriend. Wow. Or was his first black girlfriend? Yes. You were his first dip of chocolate? What? <laughs> yeah. The first dip? <laughs> the first dip. Uh, yeah. <laughs> His first and his last dip. Hey. <laughs> you know what they say. <laughs> Once you, Once you go, go black, back. you don't go back. Okay. <laughs> For you and knowing that, did you have any kind of reservations or anything about when y'all were going, you know, when it started getting serious between you two? Not really. Not at first. No reservations as far as culturally well, okay. If I had any, it was my family. I come from a very pro-black democratic family. Yeah. And <laughs> I mean, like my grandfather was on the mailing list to get greeting cards from the white house. <laughs> like, you know, so <laughs> bringing him home, I was worried mm-hmm. about that. Yeah. 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 So, and, and and we're going to stay on the topic of, of you and Casey, but I'm just going to add another dynamic, which I'm not sure if our listeners heard you state, but at the time when you and Casey met, Casey was a police officer, correct? Correct. Yes. Okay. So uh, this is two, 2014-ish. Mm-hmm. So at this time, the climate 
in the in the states is starting to change and things are really mm-hmm. starting to get dicey and we've got escalations and police involved shootings um and all these things are kind of coming to a head and on top of that you know we southern girls you're a southern girl we we live in the south right how was that experience and and then let me kind of take a step back from just how the experience was but were you initially skeptical not about the fact that he was white, but just that he was mm-hmm. a police officer on on top of that and, and the things that were kind of going on. I kind of knew what I was getting into, mm-hmm. but not to the extent of which things kind of went, if that makes sense. Okay. So uh, from the beginning, Casey and I have always been open about racial tension, how he was raised, how I was raised. And just learning to respect that Mm -hmm. aspect of each other. When all of this broke out with the police in the African-American community, it hit me hard. Yeah. It hit me really hard because when my brother passed, it felt as though the police department didn't care. Mm. And it was like, oh, that's just another inward off the street that we ain't got to worry about. So I had a little bit of resentment towards the police department right? for how that all went down. Mm-hmm. But talking to Casey and being able to talk to him and express everything that I was going through, every feeling that I was going through, it made it easier. So when things got really crazy out there, I was able to talk to him and say, babe, I don't feel like this was right because this, this, and this. And he was able to come back and say, but from a police officer's standpoint, not a white man's standpoint, Mm. but from a police officer's standpoint, this is why this went out the way that it did. And I was able to take a step back and be like, dang, I didn't think of it that way. Yeah. Yeah. I wasn't able to see things from a police, police officer's perspective. Right. My only perspective has been from an African-American woman's perspective. Yeah. And so to read an article and say, well, look, they did this. The judge didn't do this and this didn't happen. And he comes back and say, well, you know, the law says this. And I'm like, but why does that happen? Mm -hmm. Why are things like that? Why can't this be this? And then he says, I 100 percent agree with you, babe. Mm -hmm. But this and then he lays it down. I'm like, well, dang. Yeah. So clearly from the beginning, communication for you guys has been key. Mm-hmm. Yes. And obviously very important and very dynamic and essential. Um, and it's seen, and, it, and it's, it, it, tell me if I'm wrong, it, it's, it's worked or it's working. Yes. For sure. For yeah. Sure. And I feel like, you know, the exchange went both ways. So not only yeah. was he kind of giving you kind of the insight just from a police perspective world, how was it coming from you to him that, you know, from, you know, just from the black experience and just kind of what, how the climate and how we, you know, felt and generally, and, you know, how was he able to process that as well into his practice? Yeah. I always feel like this, but Casey's not your, he was not your typical police officer. And so I think that he had a head up there. Mm-hmm. He wasn't one that would like, you know, pull you over and give you a speeding ticket for something dumb. Like he's always been, he told me if I pull a woman over and she has her kids in the back seat, 
she's trying to get them to school before breakfast time. I'm not going to give her a ticket because she's speeding Yeah, because that ticket is going to add to whatever other bills she has. And if she's a single mom, she's going to have to get a court date. What if she can't make it to that court date because her car is broke down? He was like, I think about all of those things. Mm. And when I'm giving out a ticket to people, you know, he, he's pulled over people and opened the car and the car's full of smoke. Yeah. And his thing's been, how about, you know, do you have your driver's license? The guy's like, I don't have my driver's license. Does your friend do? If your friend has it, how about y'all switch spots and y'all get on your way? Mm. So I respected him a lot for how he thought. Yeah. And so when I came around and I was able to say, okay, babe, but look at it from our perspective. Yeah. This is what we're seeing. Even if the media is giving false information or hyping things up, this is still what we're feeling we felt from the beginning. And he's like, well, dang, he was able to say the same exact thing I was able to say. Like, I never would have thought of it that way. Mm. And like, just going back to the communication piece, I think communication is very important in a relationship. But when you're in an interracial relationship, I think that it's even more important because not only are you coming from different cultures and backgrounds, you also have to deal with society's thoughts of who you are and, oh, you're just a black girl trying to get a leg up or, oh, you're a white dude that's just, you know, on that slave owner's mentality of getting black women. Mm. So it's, you have to be together. Yeah. You have to know that no matter what, like this is us, no matter what anybody else says, you know me and I know you. And that communication is so important. So, yeah. It's beautiful. Yes. Thanks. Thanks for that. And just kind of to segue a little bit into, you know, now you're married and you Mm -hmm. both have children that you both brought in from previous marriages. And I know communication is even a big thread into that. And how were you guys able to blend your parenting styles? Also, while, you know, being transparent with your children about their new family dynamic. Okay. So before I get into that, I am going to say that one thing I'm going to go back to the police thing for just a moment. Mm -hmm. One thing that I did notice when I said that I didn't realize how deep in I was going to have to be like at one point there was an officer involved shooting here in Little Rock Mm -hmm. and people were putting threats out on officers' families. Mm -hmm. There was something going around on Facebook where they were saying, Oh, y'all want to kill our kids. So we're going to kill yours and your family. Oh my gosh. And so at that point, bringing in the kids, it's like, yeah, we ha- we have three kids. Yeah, He yeah. has a little boy. I have a girl and a boy. And so it's like now my family's getting involved. Yeah. My kids are getting involved because you feel a certain way. And I think that that is when us as a society got to take a step back mm-hmm. and say, okay, I understand the pain and the hurt, but is that necessary? Yeah. You know, and so with that and just rolling into how we blended everything, we had to keep our kids away from social media. And thankfully, they were young enough to really not have access to social media. But like even in schools, Casey actually met my son before I met Caleb which is crazy. He also had to do school checks. And so he would go to the schools and he would talk to the kids. Yeah. And he met Caleb before I met Caleb. Oh, but wow. when, Amazing. huh? 
Caleb before you met Caleb. I said Casey. Oh, sorry. sorry. <laughs> yeah, Casey. Sorry. But yeah, so when Casey came around, Caleb knew him as Officer Knight. Mm. So that kind of took a lot of the pressure away from, and then Ken was two. Yeah. You know, so she was just young and Theron was one. So the youngest ones, it, I mean, pretty much their whole life has been me and Casey been together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Caleb was the one that I had to worry about. So when all of the heightened police stuff was going on, Caleb did have kids like saying things yeah. to him. Mm-hmm. And so we did have to talk about the climate a little bit, what that meant and what it means to be in an interracial relationship and have an interracial family. Those were tough questions. If you know my child. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's a first child uh, for all like, our first parent, first child parents. Y'all know what we talking about. And, yes. and, and he's highly intelligent on top of that too. So yeah, <laughs> he is highly intelligent. He and he's very black and white. He's he's we found out he's on the spectrum for autism. He's on the higher functioning end. Mm-hmm. So everything's black and white to him. And so trying to explain that to him was was a little more difficult. And that's where that came into play. But yeah, so rolling with OK, discipline. Funny, huh? You know, growing up, you think white people all they do is let their kids cry and hit them in the face and like yell back at them. And then, you know, black families, mamas, I ain't taking that. You sit your black blah, 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 blah down somewhere. And we get what was switched. Okay. Right. Right. And that was pretty much our upbringing. Casey's mom didn't really whoop them. My mom whooped our butts. Right. And so coming together, one of our very first outings to Walmart, Darren, the youngest, Casey's son, threw a fit because he wanted some candy. It was like the candy on the bottom and it was a fan on the front and the fan goes around. And I think something squirted, like the liquid candy squirted out in your mouth and it was sour. Oh, that's a age candy. Lord, Jesus. (laughs) It's on on the bottom row at Walmart. They put them on the bottom row purposely so kids can see them. Makes sense. Mm -hmm. It's marketing. But yeah, so he wanted that and I told him no. Mm -hmm. And so he legit threw a fit, y'all. Like when I tell you he threw a fit, he threw a full out tantrum, like threw himself on the floor and was like wiggling and crying. And I looked at Casey and I said, what you going to do about that? (laughs) (laughs) What you going to do? What you going to do about that? Right. And he said, well, what do you mean? What am I going to do? He was like, I'm going to ignore him because if I give him attention, that's going to make him want to do it more. And I said, wait a minute, what? That, that, that don't make sense to me. Right. And so he was like, well, if I, if I pick him up and I, I, you know, give him attention, he's going to think that that is going to get him his way or that he'll, you know, be seen. And so I'm just going to ignore him. I said, so you're just going to leave him. Now we had this conversation in like in the aisle, in the the checkout line in Walmart, you're going to allow him to throw himself down on the floor and sprawl around like a fish out of water and scream while everybody in this store is looking at us. Right. So that that's you, that's what's hot and strange. That's you what we embarrass me up in this mall. And not only your other two children are looking at this behavior as well, and they're that's like, true. "Oh, if he can get away with this, 
<laughs> we trying yeah. it next time. It's Kim, like, we I got next. We all call out on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> but, but see, that's the thing. My kids know because they'd be like, uh-uh, if I did that, mommy would whoop my butt. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> so I said, he said, well, what do you suggest I do? I said, oh, what do I suggest you do? You pick that little sucker up by his arm. You get real close to his face. And you tell him if you do this again, it's going to be me and you. Do we need to go to the bathroom? And he looked at me like, oh, okay. So he said, well, how about you do it? (laughs) Y'all. I'm going to let you handle it. I Instead of picking him up by his arm, I got down on his level. Yeah. While he's still screaming, I got down and I looked at him in his face and I said, Theron, Noah Knight, you got 2.5 seconds to get your little behind off this ground or it's going to be me and you. Do you understand me? And he got up and he said, yes, ma'am. And we went on about our way. Period. So did y'all have the traditional speech before you enter the store? Don't you touch nothing? Don't right, you look at right. nothing? Don't you ask for nothing? I do. Don't you think about anything? Just <laughs> but he doesn't. Well, he does now. And it's so funny. It's so funny because I was the like person who was like, get your life together. You, what do, do you want to go toe to toe? Yeah. Do we need to go to the bathroom? Yeah. Like that was me in the beginning, but now it's him. He'll look at Ken and be like, for real, Ken? So that's what we're going to do. That's what you think is okay. And I'm like, oh, you make me so proud. <laughs> I taught you well. <laughs> I taught you well. But okay, on the flip side, did some of his parenting styles, you know, latch on to you? Like, did you teach It did. That is a good question. Because I had to learn that not all of my kids can be disciplined the same way. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so I had to teach myself and he helped me with my patience because I have very little patience, but he'll be like, Denise, now you know how Caleb's brain is. Do you really think that Caleb did that much maliciously or was that just the byproduct of his thought process? Mm. Dang it. Now I can't whoop him. (laughs) (laughs) For real. Or do you think that taking Kenzie's tablet away is really going to affect her? Or telling her that she can't listen to Taylor Swift's album, is that going to affect her? So I learned that you have to give your kid, each kid individually, what they want and what they need and what's tailored to them because growing up you know we all got our butts whooped even if you didn't do anything oh y'all all all gonna get y'all butt whooped since such and such won a lie yeah yeah I didn't do it though but y'all gonna learn today yeah and that's a whole nother episode (laughs) right the trauma but I think about attached to discipline yeah yes I think about that when you said, you know, every child is different. I think about Dr. Tracy Baxley, who we actually had on the show before and possibly going to bring back again, you guys. But she always talks about she's, you know, she's over this model of social justice parenting. But it's all of one of the things that she tells her children is that she doesn't practice equality. She practices equity. Mm. Yes. It's fairness, but everybody's it doesn't it may not look the same, right? But right. so I'm just fair. seeing how that plays, and even just from the, the space of discipline, like you know, 
you know, you don't do like you say. You 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 might not can discipline your 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 children the same way. Yeah. You have to kind of. And right. sometimes, you know, from you know how we were raised, sometimes we go back to our mind and how we were raised, and we're like, you know, this is what I this is all I knew. I don't, I didn't, I didn't know I need to like sit this one down. Yeah, and I need yeah. to process because mm-hmm. I had to learn it, especially with my second one. You know, with her, and I'm be honest. And y'all and listeners, I'm sorry if y'all take it this way, but we are a family that spanks. If you, if you, yeah. if you, if you, Amen. if you need to be tapped, we'll we'll tap you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We'll mm-hmm. tap. You. But I had to learn with my second one that she, I, I don't know that you know I had yeah. to even with me and my husband like we had to approach her differently yep. because yep. she is a little delicate and that. That doesn't that that doesn't have an effect on her. So mm-hmm. in a way, I don't know if that makes sense. Like yeah. I have to really like talk to her yeah. in a certain yeah. way. But yeah, I just found you know I agree that you know yeah. even just there's no as parents. I feel like this is a thing too that you just you're learning something new every day from yes. being a parent, yes, and even yes, with your you children because yep. they would try new things with you. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I I agree. Same here. Definitely two kids and completely different and you have to discipline them completely different. And I definitely discipline my children differently than how I was disciplined to. Of course, there's some some of that, some of the elements and pieces definitely I pull from. But yeah, they're two differently, completely different kids. You know, one, I can just kind of look at her and she falls apart. And the other one, it's like, I want to strangle you, but I already know the more that I, you know, I push at you, it's going to make things worse. So, you know, yeah, it's definitely a different, a different situation with uh, both kids, but you know, you live and you learn and you try your best. Um, but yeah, we, we do believe do. in laying on hands, although it actually does not happen yes. as much as right, same. I would think we, we would think it happens. Yeah. It definitely don't happen the way they happen to us. Let's say it that no, way. Yeah, These kids no, don't know how blessed no, they are. No, no, <laughs> not at all. No. Not at all. Yes. But, not at all. but no. you know, there is a whole no. thing no. that we can. Getting house shoes thrown at you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Or tap shoes thrown at you. That's another. That's another thing. Oh yeah, tap tap shoes for another time. Oh yeah, dance. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. I mean, laugh. Like for real, for real. (laughs) Yeah, cursed out in tap shoes. (laughs) But that's a different story. That's a different story. Okay. So, Denise, we've talked about just the transitions of blending your two families together and how that was for you and Casey. I'm curious to know, how have your children adjusted to their new normal? And then a follow-up question to that is, what has your family support looked like for each of you? Okay. So, I think that we got together early enough that it didn't really affect the kids that much. Mm -hmm. I think the one who's probably had the most challenge, not accepting, but just kind of like going with the flow is Caleb. He was four when we got together and he was already in school. And um, 
in Caleb's eyes, his dad walks on water and can do no wrong. And so there has been adjustments. Like, I guess the biggest adjustment is when their dad comes down to visit and mm-hmm. he has them for a weekend and then they come back to us. Sometimes Caleb is standoffish towards Casey. Um. And so I think that that's just the him processing everything. He's still processing everything. You know, I finally got the question, why did you and daddy get divorced? Okay. You know, and so having to explain to him in kid terms what happened, you know. Well, um, and I was going to ask, did you like, how did you answer that? (laughs) I told him that me and daddy both love you so much. There's nothing in this world that we wouldn't do for you. Mm-hmm. However, me and daddy used to be best friends and we no longer are best friends. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You try to put it in like kid, kid terms. terms. I can't say, yeah. well, your daddy cheated on me with some other girl. You know, like. <laughs> <laughs> then that's going to be like, well, what do you mean he cheated? And right. then that just goes down a rabbit hole that I'm not ready for yet. So for sure. You know, just short. We were really good friends. And now me and your dad, we don't see eye to eye and we're not good friends anymore. And he's like, oh, kind of like when me and such and such were best friends and then we fell out and we weren't friends anymore. Mm -hmm. So that made it easy for him to understand a a smaller portion of what really happened. Right. But, But my daughter, she calls him daddy. And um, yeah, she's in love with him. And so that I think that just came with them being younger. I, just quick, 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 quick. I was just going to ask how, how does Theron, how, how, how has Theron adjusted to you? So Theron calls me D. Okay. And I don't expect him to call me mom. You know, that's something that we, we spoke about. And I don't ever want his mom to think I'm trying to take her place. Fair, fair. You know, and Mm -hmm. so her and I actually have a pretty good relationship. And he is a daddy's boy. Mm -hmm. Like he, same with Caleb, you know, like his dad walks on water. Casey can do no wrong in Theron's eyes. And so when Theron is here with us, he's all about dad. He could care less about me. But I feel that it would be the same way if Casey and Sarah were still married, that he would treat her the same way because he is just his his dad is his best friend. Makes sense. Totally makes sense. She actually kind of touched on it a little bit. I was going to ask, how is that dynamic with with his with, you know, Theron's mom, as well as with your ex-husband and playing into a dynamic of both you now with blended families? No, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, like I said, yeah, Sarah and I have an amazing relationship. Sometimes we get along better than her and Casey do. (laughs) And I think it's a little because we're women. And so we think a little bit the same. Yeah. And so that plays in in our favor in Casey and I's relationship as far as, you know, if we want to get there and for a weekend, that's not our weekend. You know, I'm the one that's like, hey, Sarah there's a family party this weekend. Would it be okay if we worked it out to where we get there this weekend and you keep him a a little bit longer or, you know, working that out that way, because I'm guessing because of bad blood, 
you know, it's harder for him and her to have conversations sometimes. Right, right, right. But on the other side, on the other side. <laughs> oh, is this a woo sound? Meaning moment? you're as in your family. My my ex-husband. Oh, oh, oh okay, okay. Answering my Yana's bad. question. You, Terry, you know my ex-husband. I do. <laughs> Sometimes <laughs> talking to him can resemble like if you just wanted to tango with a cactus plant. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so we still don't see eye to eye because for some reason he still feels uh, he's right and nothing else matters. Got it. So he's mm-hmm. not grown. I'll just say that. He's stuck. He has not grown and he's not in a relationship. So there's no one on that side for me to like, Bouncing you know, get to know or anything. Yeah. yeah. So there's yeah. that. As far as family goes, his family, they were worried about the fact that I had two kids from a previous marriage. Like that was their biggest concern. Like okay. Casey, you know, you have one kid. Do you know what you're getting into with a woman who has two kids who was married? You know, yeah. that's, that was their concern. My family in my mom's defense, <laughs> she did go to school when schools were segregated. Right. And, uh, you know, she was in fifth grade when Martin Luther King was killed. Mm-hmm. And so my mom had a harder time dealing with everything than probably anyone else in my family, which my grandma told her, like, I don't understand why you're so surprised. You should have known Denise was going to end up with a white man. Well, and I was just going to say, because, I mean, it wasn't like you hadn't dated white men previously. Right. And like, it's not like your mom had never met any of, you know, those, those individuals. Yeah. So, I did, yeah, that is that is interesting. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I was, uh, but either, you know, when I, even when I dated Joe, Joe was my yeah. ex-boyfriend who was also white. My mom treated him the same way in the beginning. So. Okay. So your mom had a difficult, it was a difficult transition for your mother to navigate yeah. through that. Yes. It was a very difficult transition. Yeah. Cause she was yeah. based off her own personal experience. Experiences. Yeah. Yes. But Is she better as, now. Yeah. That's what's going to Yes. Okay. I, I think that Casey showing her who he really was helped the situation. Because that, now she knows that she can rely on him, that he's not going to treat me bad, that you know, when push come to shove, he's there in times of need. So, yeah. you know, they've kind of grown closer and my mom's a hard person to deal with. So mm-hmm. I just, I sometimes, I don't know. You know, I don't know. That's my mama. Well, I mean, you know, mom's going to mom. know my mom is to understand. <laughs> no, you're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. Just another, I think on the other side of that, because I'm not sure if you mentioned this, how how did Casey's family, I know you, you met him, met his family like almost immediately, but how did his family feel about him dating a black woman, especially you're the first black right. woman he's been with? How did that, how did, you know, did they have, feel some type of way or, or did they express that in any way? You know, I asked his mom later, not in the beginning, 
But later on, like after we had been dating for a couple of years and his mom and I, you know, grew together or whatever. And if she had an issue with the fact that I was African-American, she was just like, I'm from California. I don't understand how people cannot like someone because of the color of their skin. I think that it's stupid. And I love you. And I love those babies. So that was a relief for me to know that I don't have to deal with that when it comes to me being over at his, his family's house. You know, when we're there, Caleb and Ken get treated just like Theron. Ken is the apple of their eye too. So sometimes she gets treated a little bit better, Uh but um, yeah, she has everybody tricked, but yeah. So that's one thing that I really don't have to worry about. And I am glad that I was able to go to her and ask her such a difficult question. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, sounds like sounds sounds like uh, you know y- y'all y'all have kind of got it figured out for sure. I think you know it's there's a lot of working parts to y'all's relationship and a yes. lot of outside forces too that y'all are having to to deal with. And not to say I think everyone does when it's, when you're married, mm-hmm. you, you, it's not just you. It, it is just you and your husband, but there are always outside forces, family members, things like that that right. um, you have to deal with. But just thinking to the fact that you have that you have people that are supportive, and even if they're not initially supportive, that yeah. they are, you know willing to get on board and right it's it's, you've got a good dynamic going on there yeah and i would say just a quick sidebar didn't you guys you and your husband blog about your dating interracial dating experience was it like a we did uh for like a about a year or so we did when oh gosh what was it called i can't think of the app now but it's not as big anymore but yeah so we had a lot of people come to us KDC was doing the whole community policing mm-hmm. and so he got I think he had like 10,000 followers on Instagram that was and when then like when, that was when like what's his name Tom, Officer Norman Officer, Officer yeah. Norman was mm-hmm. kind of because him and Casey know like work together yeah Did they, they were in different areas but yes both on the North Little Rock Police Department okay okay I'm yeah. sorry go ahead no you're fine but yes yeah, so when that happened you know he got like I said, about 10,000 followers. And then when people found out that he was with me and that we had a blended family, we both started getting questions about how are we dealing with things and yeah. what are we you know, going through and how is this and how is that? And so we started a blog called Interracial, Interracially in Love. Okay. And so mm-hmm. we would do it every Monday night. We would get on Periscope. Live. Was it Periscope? Periscope. Yes, we would get on Periscope. Periscope, Yeah. Yes, we would get on Periscope and we would blog about just we'd have people sending questions and then we would answer those questions on Periscope. Nice. Yeah. So and that helped people to get to know us. And, you know, it's crazy, but you get so much support from people that you don't even know. And the way that they like root for you is it's pretty amazing. That's super duper cool. Yeah, it was super cool. Is that something that you guys, what did you just, just kind of just agree just to stop or it just kind of just ended type thing? So Casey quit the force last year. Was it last year? No, 2018, right before we got married, he quit. 
due to some personal things and decided he was going to go back to school for his master's in psychology and he wanted to become a counselor. And when he did that, we just couldn't find the time. You know, he hadn't been in school in 13 years. And so mm-hmm. he had to jump back into the mindset of schooling and writing papers and all of that stuff. And so when he went back to school, it just became harder for us to dedicate the time to fully give people what they were wanting and answer questions properly and things of that sort. So we had to side table it for a bit. We're hoping to do it again, honestly, because I feel like that would make a a great podcast. I'm just saying I know. Yeah, I was just about <laughs> yeah. to ask, like, are y'all going to bring that back? We're, we've talked about it. There was a point when interracial relationships were like, I won't say taboo, but I will say that like African-American people, we were going through this amazing phase of finding who we were as a people mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. like being pro-Black, pro this, pro everything about African-American culture and who we are, where we've come from. And so we kind of went through this phase where when people found out that I was with a a white man, it was, oh, you don't love yourself enough, sis. Mm. You don't love black men enough, sis. Like You you happen to just get a hold of Sierra's prayer. That's what happened. Look, that's all I'm saying. We went through that, you know, and so, but I think now we've kind of come out of it. You still have some people that are quote unquote too woke. Well, I was going to say, you got the extremes for sure. Yes, you do. And so we've come out of it more now in the last year or so. And so it's something that he and I do want to start back up. We just got to find the right time. So, yeah, I think that'd be a good thing to do. Yeah, definitely yeah. agree. You have something, Terry? I'm trying to think. No, I don't think I, I don't think I do. I don't think I have anything else. No, I just do. appreciate you being no. very, you know, transparent and, and open about your experience and, and just sharing yeah. about, you know, that do- your dynamic that you, you know, have within your relationship and, you know, because this it, it gives insight for Tarian and I, and I'm sure other listeners that, you know, maybe experiencing this to kind of just see like how, you know, you, you've been able to identify a walk with someone else and know that no matter what phase you are in life and who you're with, there are definitely going to be challenges and things that you right, have to navigate yeah. through. But, you know, one of the big key points and takeaways is, you know, starting with communication and being open yes. to that. So I just want to thank you just for, you know, being open enough to share that with us and give us, you know, all the parts of, Mm -hmm. you know, that's one thing about social media. We're good for like showing the pretty pieces of our lives and, but we don't necessarily get the full scope and like the work that it took to experience those moments. Absolutely. 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 Well, you guys are so welcome and thank you for inviting me on the show and being open to my story. Yeah, for sure. You know, whenever we were kind of vetting guests and just thinking about who who, who do we want to have on, on the show and, you know, what what stories can we share Black women that are that that haven't been told before? You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. so I was like, man, we got to get we got to get to me on the show just because you don't 
we don't come across very many people um, who are in, or Black women specifically, that are in interracial marriages. We did, uh, Yana mentioned earlier, Dr. Tracy Baxley, who who was also in an interracial uh, marriage, and mm-hmm. um, and a lot of her her work is 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 compiled around you know social just social justice parenting and, and all those things uh-huh. transracial um, family um adoption yes tra- and, yeah and, transracial yes. families and adoption mm-hmm. transracial adoptions and, and all mm-hmm. those things and but you know it's funny you know everybody's story you may be connected to someone or have a similar experience but everybody's story is a little bit different and so just yeah have you come on and to share your story i think um I was like, you know, it's important. We need to hear it. We needed to mm-hmm. hear your story. Before we go into our closing questions, I do just want to ask you a little bit about the organization that you are a part of. Um, you are loved, correct? I want to make correct. sure I'm saying that right. Yeah. yeah. So I I found out about your love obviously through you recently, about a month or so ago. I was back home and y'all had an event. For those of you who don't know, I'm a former dancer. Tap shoes, not poles. But <laughs> no disrespect to my girls who are on the poles at all. Horizontal, the horizontal pole, not the vertical. Right, right, right. You, you love y'all on the on, on the vertical poles too, though. But um, <laughs> but so I, I found out. So I think y'all had a, an event, a dance class event, and mm-hmm. you're like, "Hey, you should come." And I was like, "I'm in." Yada yada yada. Anyway, but you were kind of explaining to me what I when I saw you recently about this organization. I just I just would love for you to share a little bit about you are loved and your the part you play in this organization and, and what it's doing for women back in Arkansas. Okay, so my friend Ebony started You Are Loved, which stands for, well, we kind of go by just loved. So it's ladies overcoming vulnerable and emotional differences. Mm-hmm. And this nonprofit was birthed out of the pain from her last divorce. And just finding like-minded women who are going through the same thing or feeling down about themselves, needing some self-esteem boost, or just knowing your worth. Mm. All of that is what we try to do when we have our events. So in January, we had a vision board party and we had a speaker, my sister Latrice spoke and she spoke about Rachel and Leah. And just the difference in Rachel and Leah and their relationship. And Mm -hmm. and so how sometimes we feel like we're not the one that God chose, Mm. but the other sister's the one that God chose. But in all actuality, even if you feel that, like there's something special inside of you. There's something that is that needs to be pulled out that you don't even know something that needs to be birthed out of your pain or out of your heartbreak or your bad times. So we had Mm -hmm. that and it was a we had about 30 women show up and it was really, really amazing. And so the next thing we did was the dance class, which was called Step in the Name of Loved. And Todd did an amazing job (laughs) doing 
like uplifting the women and we had like older women and Mm -hmm. like that made me happy to see that older women were coming out it wasn't just young women it was these women were in their 60s with their heels on and their hair done nails done coming out looking good Mm -hmm. and that's just what this nonprofit is about just building women's self-esteem showing them it doesn't matter what age you're you are you can still dance you can still you know do whatever it is that you feel you want to do you know and have that the confidence to do it and so yeah so that's what basically what the nonprofits about and so what I do I am on the marketing side of it I am the one that gets in contact with the vendors because we we have vendors that come out and sell things that during the vision board party we had like you know hair jewelry clothing makeup body self-care and things of that sort so I got in contact with the vendors and another lady and we set everything up. And so when the vendors got there, I showed them where they were to uh, where they're going to have their booths. Mm -hmm. And I do the marketing for their social media, the Facebook page. And after Corona is over, (laughs) (laughs) reaching out to like the news station and the radio stations to get them, you know, knowing about things that we're going to be doing, too. Yeah, definitely. I saw, I just saw the other day, Todd was asking me if anybody wanted to take an online class from him too, that he was, he was trying to see if women would be interested in in taking an online dance class from him, which I thought was, we're seeing a lot of online dance classes popping up Mm -hmm. during this time. So I think that's, yeah. well, I think that's great. I I love the work that y'all are doing and, you know, definitely second. It was so cool just to see women of all ages and especially the Mm -hmm. older women just coming in and just having a good time. And we were all, you know, rooting for each other and just, Mm -hmm. you know, it was a no judgment zone. It was a judgment-free zone and we were just having a good time and laughing and kicking and encouraging one another. And I, I love that this organization is there to support women. We, Yana and I are all about about that. Yes. We love seeing that. We love seeing other women support other women. Amen. And and you know, and that and that's a huge part of why we do this podcast too. Just, you know, obviously in a different form, but you know, we we want to support the black women around the world and in the United States and and share our stories of right. yes, you have gone through something difficult, but you came out on the other side side a diamond. You know what I mean? You had to go through the fire, but you came out shining and and it's a beautiful thing and we want to show the world and we want to share that. And it's coming from us. It's our stories. It's our narrative mm-hmm. from our perspective. So shout out to you are loved. Y'all keep doing what y'all are doing. And Yes. Uh, and we got to get them on the, get all of you guys, ladies on the show yeah, to talk more absolutely. about the organization. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I agree. We're going to do that. We're going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> we need to do a live show so we can it. get, so we can talk about it and dance. And, well, I, I'm not the Come dancer. No, nah, I'm y'all the one that's professionally trained. I'm, um, mm-mm. I think what me, you, it was like me, Denise, and Todd, one and maybe other, one other person. One other person, like, uh-huh. And everybody else was, yeah, everybody else was just there. But you know yeah. what else, though? It made me miss dance. Oh, of course. It made me miss the studio smell yes. and the floor and the bar and the mirrors. And I told, 
I told Yana that. I said when when I got back, I was like, man, I was like, that was just such a fun time. I was like, I miss being in the studio. Like, mm-hmm. I really missed that. That was yep. so like freeing and mm-hmm. all that jazz. But okay, D and T studio. What you say? D and T studio. Listen, I'm just gonna have to hop on this TikTok and get a couple of, you know what I'm saying, of an eight count out of something real quick. That's gonna be my outlet because ain't no studios open right now. No. <laughs> See, call at your girl. Uh, follow me at Terry and for real on the TikToks. I ain't posted not a video yet, but I got an account. I, anyway, y'all should do a TikTok challenge. I challenge. Well, I don't challenge you and Denise, but I challenge y'all to get to balance. Do, do, do some challenge? TikTok challenges. Do some dance offs. I challenge y'all hey. to a dance off. I've been working on that oh, Meg no. the Stallion. I'm hey, I got classy. I, I know what just, you're talking about. When you just I say the na- when you say the name, my knees get the aching. I ain't even <laughs> trying. <laughs> no, no, uh, uh-uh. uh. Terry and no, my knees were not about that life at this uh, class. Terry was all hopping around like a bunny. My knees were like, nope. I'm hopping around like a bunny. <laughs> That's because I, I had one time. Weights. I, um, well, you know, Terry and she a little lower to the ground than us. So. She is lower <laughs> to the ground. That is true. That is true. You, you made you solid point. Solid point. <laughs> Hey, Denise, I got the tick. I mean, not the TikTok, but I got the renegade, the renegade dance down. Oh, like it ain't no thing. Do I, you? I, yes, I taught myself it's, in like a day. It's too many steps. I don't no. know what the arms. No, I'm telling you, it's. I'll have to send you like the. I watched a tutorial and I okay. picked it up and I practiced. I got it. I'll send it to okay. you. I got All a right, teenager work. that's been trying to teach me. I was like, mm mm. It, it, it's, it's like too much. it's too much. Just sat down. It's what happened? Too much. What happens to just a simple lean with it, rock with it? I'm, I'm cool with that. Oh, I'm, we, there, I'm there with you on that too, though. Yes. I can hit a beat real hard. Ain't no problem. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Okay. We're actually going to get ready and close out the show. This has been real, like real. a real fun episode and so needed yes. right now. You know, this episode is much kind of longer than what we usually do with you guys. We You have to understand this is our time for social interaction. Yes. <laughs> so we're just taking you along on that journey with us, but we we appreciate yes. you if you've you've lasted this long, but we're promised that we're getting to the end now. But Denise, again, thank you so much for joining us. And uh-huh. just as we wrap, um, I wanna ask Terry and I always ask our guests on the show, what's a word, what's what's their power word for twenty twenty that's leading them through the year? And, you know, a little bit why you chose that word. Okay. So my word for 2020 is finish Mm. because I, so I'm kind of on this journey of just kind of figuring who I am, figuring myself out more and realizing that I start things that I don't finish. I.e. I started reading Michelle Obama's book, 2018 when it first came out Mm -hmm. Uh and I have not finished it. That's a big book, though. I had sh- and you know, I have it on audiobook form, and I uh-huh. haven't finished the last couple chapters on audiobook. <laughs> <laughs> We're all in this together. All right. <laughs> we- but I also started reading Year of Yes by Shonda Rhimes, and I have not finished that either. Same okay. here. I'm with you on that, too. I have and it's not too. a big, and it's not that they're boring books. It's just 
I start, yeah. I start these big projects. This is what I'm learning about myself. I start the, I get excited about things and I start these big projects. And then because of my fly to a light, uh, <laughs> Got I, I don't finish it. And so my word for 2020 is to finish, finish it. Just finish, Denise. Finish something. I, I, I love that. I don't mean to cut you off. I love that. And I'll tell you yeah. why I love that. Because that's a word that challenges that's challenging you, right? Yes. And I have yes. to say that the, the everyone else is who's who've shared their their word of the year is not something that's personally challenging to themselves. But it's it's just and maybe because the word kind of speaks to me too, because I do I do I start stuff and I don't finish things mm. a lot of times. But just you know, it's just a word that really challenges you. And to be focused on that word all year long, I feel like at some point, December thirty first, you hopefully you finish at least one thing. Yes. Yes. So well the time finish. I would definitely say the time is no perfect than now for reading. I know. <laughs> we might and need it's to so crazy. Cause I ain't even picked up a book. I've been getting caught up on Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> I ain't finish that too. Did. That gotta be finished right now. I said they gotta be finished too. Finish that season. <laughs> <laughs> sidebar, sidebar. Uh, didn't Madam C.J. Walker's thing come out today? On and I started watching that today too. Have you? Oh, it was yes, today. I started watching it already. Yes, yeah. self-made. I don't know why I was yes. thinking Tuesday. No, Tuesday. I would have been a whole few days Not late. Tuesday, today, 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 March twentieth. Yep. If you March watch, 20th. if you listen to us live, it's good. Yeah. yeah, we need to. We need to have watch party. Yeah, okay. I ain't on no social media fast right now. That was, <laughs> that was a hypothetical <laughs> question. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. We'll talk about it later. Okay, Denise. My next question: Are, Is there anything new that's coming up for you in twenty twenty? I laugh because I feel like. We ain't nobody going nowhere, but you can still be working on something. So. Dang, thanks for that for the hope and vision for us. I, I, I know I caught myself. This was like I said it, and I was laughing at it, but I was like, "That's not funny." Because people still can be working on some stuff, but you know what I meant, and that was kind of hopeless. My bad. I, I'm sorry to everybody listening. Sorry to this. You man. know what? Um. <laughs> Get thee behind me, Rona. Okay, look. Only thing I'm working on is myself, y'all. Like, for real, for real. I want to get to a place where I am happy no matter what. Where I don't allow outside things to affect me inside. And so I am trying to get healthier. I am trying to lose weight, which coronavirus is not helping uh, that, but also just like mentally, emotionally get better at taking care of myself and everything. So one thing that I have decided to do is just every day do something for me, whether that's like a bath. I can't say a glass of wine because that's probably an every night thing, but I painted my nails, you know, I went and had coffee by myself before all the craziness happened. And so there's just like a couple of things that I've done. Just something for me, even if it's like five minutes to listen to my favorite song away from everybody or to decompress to, I really feel like 2020 is my year for me. So. Yes. I love that. Love that. 
How can our listeners, Denise, connect with you after this conversation? If you're open to followers. Okay. Well, my Instagram name is underscore yoga knee. That's Y-O-G-A-N-E-E underscore. So underscore yoga knee underscore. And night on Facebook. And I think I'm yoga knee on TikTok too. But I don't believe in Twitter. So I don't have one. You don't believe in the twins? You, you cut off um you cut off Terry oxygen supply. Yeah. You said <laughs> It's it's only because I never really fully understood it. Oh, I live on so, I don't I don't know how to work it, y'all. Y'all don't make fun of me. I don't know how to no, work I'm it. Oh, I'm not. I am with you, Denise. I'm I'm on your team. Tarion had to kind of bring me a little to the Twitter like cause I wasn't Well, first of all, this is me and Twitter have a, a different relationship because I don't use Twitter like that. So I don't, I, I, the only thing I, I actively do on Twitter is maybe either follow somebody or like a comment. It's been the longest since I don't, so I don't retweet anybody or really anything like that, but I will find threads and I read threads or like people there, there's like a different type of language that's kind of used on Twitter. Like it's, it's like people Mm -hmm. that have like really dry humor, humor, Mm-hmm. Um, or just a different type of humor that's not necessarily on your Instagrams and your Facebooks. So I mm-hmm. like I enjoy seeing that type of stuff. Or I also just enjoy watching things play out live sometimes. I'd be like, yeah, that really just happened. That person really just said that for real. And then go you and read the thread and see all the craziness that everyone else has to say. So I don't know if that's yeah. a, that's probably not. That's Twitter is her, her source of social news. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Which may not always be the healthiest thing or habit, but I, I just, I, I enjoy Twitter. So I'm not judging you because you don't like Twitter. I just enjoy it. Yeah. And you find videos and just stuff. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> so, okay. We've gotten yeah. how we can connect with you. And yes. And I think. That. And you are loved. Is is there a way that people connect to for for you are loved? Yes, you can. So you can follow us on Instagram. You underscore R E underscore loved. So you are loved. And then also you can follow us on Facebook with the same handle okay we will make sure those are linked in the description notes on our blog post we really do appreciate you coming on and sharing your story with us friend thank you you're welcome this is great that's what friends are for some songs (laughs) (laughs) who likes to sing over here (laughs) boo over here like "Mm." Yes, just like again, like we just said, we can't thank you enough. We appreciate you joining and sharing your story today with us in all this, you know, in everything. This was a really enjoyable time with us to chat. And Terry and I are always so thankful to be able to um, continue to lift and amplify yet another beautiful black voice. You know, it's our mission to share our stories of transformation and share our lessons together and celebrate our successes. So we have successfully done that today. You know, thankful. Yeah. So uh, you're always welcome back. 
And and to our listeners, thanks again for hanging in with us. Again, you know, you can listen to all of our episodes. You can visit us at melanatedconversations.com. If you want to chat it up with us too, just shoot us um, an email at info at Melanated Conversations. Terry and I would love to chat with you and share your story as well. But until next time. Hold on before we do that. And I just want to say, I'm going to say this in on every episode, as long as we are all in quarantine or practicing social distancing, please wash your hands. Do not touch your face. Practice social distancing. It is for the betterment of us all. The quicker we can get through this, the quicker we can get out of our houses and go on about our lives, providing for our families and doing all those things and seeing friends and family and hanging out and just going about our normal daily lives, getting back in church, all that jazz. So... Be responsible. Yes, appreciate that. Be responsible because even though if it doesn't know that even though you may feel it doesn't affect you, it is affecting you and it is affecting us all. We are all connected. And, you know, there are people on the front lines that are really giving a lot of their time and energy and efforts on a daily basis to fight this. So all we're asking is that you just stay home, enjoy your family time. You know, we know there are moments where you might feel like you need a breakaway, mm-hmm. and that's okay. Just turn on your podcast, yes. listen to Monated Conversations. Yes. And you'll be all right. Yes, indeed. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> no, but again, just thank you and thanks to our listeners. And I think now we're going to let you go. Mm-hmm. So until next time, Melanate that. Thank you for tuning in. Hope you enjoyed our chat today. Keep the conversation going by heading to iTunes to subscribe, rate, and leaving us a review. Have a story of your own to share? Email us at info at melanatedconversations.com or connect with us on social media at Melanated Conversations. Till next time, keep raising your voice. Are you someone who's ready to get your voice out into the world? Have you been considering starting your own podcast and not sure of all the things it takes to launch your show? Well, at Levels to Lunch, they've done all the groundwork to help you turn your dreams into streams. With professional knowledge and experience in strategy, recording, editing, and presenting, they have all the resources to help you and your journey in launching your show. From the do-it-yourselfer to that time-strapped podcaster that just needs to get it done, they walk you through every step to get your show launched and ready for the world. So go ahead and take that next step and make your podcasting dreams a reality by visiting levelstolunch.com. Again, that's www.levelstolunch.com.